You know, we just concluded a series on um, uh, relationships, and we're going to start a new series today, and it's called In This House. And uh, I don't know if you've been to some house, some people's places where they have this little thing, in this house, we do love, we do grace, we do laughter, we do joy, we do forgiveness, you know, those lovely things. Uh, and so for me, I think it's really a neat reminder. What, what you're, what are you about? What's your house about? And, um, and so what I want to talk about today, it's a three week series. Today I want to talk about in our, in this house, Expression Church, this is very in house. And so we're going to put some, um, uh, hello. And, uh, we're going to put some sort of, Culture, bring a bit of culture to the house. And so this week I'm going to talk on culture. Next week we're going to talk about, uh, in this house we do generosity. And the week after that we will do, in this house we do hospitality. And so it's important. We need these things, right? And the Bible teaches us a lot about these things. And, uh, so we're going to open this and talk about, we do culture this week. Next week is generosity, and the week after will be hospitality. Because it's very important for us as Christians to function, to have a culture. I'm going to explain what culture is all about. Uh, before I do it, let me just pray. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will send your spirit to teach us. We who know a lot, especially living in today where information is in our hands, But inspiration is what we are lacking. Revelation is what we are lacking. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you teach us today. We open our hearts to you. We open our ears to you to hear what you're saying to us. May your word bring change. May your word bring life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. So... In this house, now I've got to say, in my house, my house, where I live, I am the head of the house. Now, I don't mean that in an authoritative way, but I mean that in a biblical order, I am the head of the house. Okay, I have a wife and three children. Now, there is a, a role that I have to play in my house. And likewise, in this house... Christ is the head of our, ch- our house. Amen. I'm not the head. Christ is the head. I am the shepherd. Now my role is not to keep you happy. My role is to lead you and guide you and teach you into all truth. Again, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So my role is not to keep you happy. My role is not to keep you all Safe. My role is to lead you into all that God has for you. My role is for us as a church to step into all that He has designed and promised even before the foundations of the earth were laid. Thank you, Tui. Yeah, yes, great. Psalm 127, 1 says, it's not on the screen, but it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor is in vain. Now when we packed the bags from Christ just to here, we left a good church and uh, it was great. You know, we were doing 
uh, multiple services, a church of about close to 600 people. It was lovely. But when we were coming here, God said, unless I build the house, no matter what you do, it's going to fail. So I always took that upon me and I said, unless the Lord builds the house, amen. My hope does not come from how many people are in the church. My hope does not come from who's in the church. It's God. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor in vain. Now you can build build businesses, you can build buildings, you can have all those things. But to build a house, you need Christ. A godly house. Amen. In your own house, when you build your house, you need Christ's wisdom. You need Christ's anointing. You need the presence of God. You need the Holy Spirit guiding you. You can't just say, I am the father. Yes, you are the father. You are the mother. But even you need the Holy Spirit to teach you, to lead you, and to guide you. Now it says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. It is vain if you rise up early or stay late. You can, it's not about us doing it in our strength. We need God. Only the Lord builds the house. And I want to tell you, the Lord is building Expression Church. How do I know that? Because I know he's building his kingdom in our hearts. Foundation takes a long time. But as soon as the foundation is set, the building rises up. But I believe God is building His character, His truth, His word in your spirit and my spirit. So we will not be moved or shaken when there is an earthquake in our life. When there is a seismic shift, you will not be shaken. Why? Because you're solid, you're founded in solid ground of the word of God. Amen. Now I can talk on the house of the Lord a lot, but I'm just giving you a bit of background or a foundation here. Matthew 16, 17, Jesus says to Peter, He says, Hey Peter, who do you think I am? And Peter said, You are the Messiah, the Son of God. And so Jesus replies and says, Ah, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And what did He say? And I will build my church upon this rock, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Now I will build my house on this revelation. Now can I just say, you cannot build the house of God on ideas. Ideas are good, strategies are good, but you can't build the house of God by having a few lights and a bit of smoke. That was a joke. And they rhymed. Smoke and a joke. Now you can't build a house by having fancy, you know, you can't build a house by having a nice aircon or a warm chest. You can't, only Christ has to build the house on the revelation of who He is. Amen. A lot of people are looking for entertainment in church, but I'm talking about revelation of Christ in your life. You can't build a house. Now you can't build your house on religious activities. It's not about, oh, it's not the tone you put in, hallelujah. God Almighty, He is here. You know, that doesn't bring any anointing. What brings the anointing is your heart that is willing to prepare to walk in obedience to Christ. 
Amen. So Christ has to build his house not on ideas, not on preferences, not on our strategies or the methods. Christ builds his house upon a revelation. Now you and I need to have the revelation of who Christ is. And you will have that when you understand the truth and the character of Christ. And Christ will build the house. In verse 19 in Matthew 16 it says, And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth. Amen. What a powerful scripture. You have a key. Not to your car or to your house. You have a key to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth. In Jesus name will be bound. Come on. You have authority. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now that, we got to understand, expression church should and will be built on the truth of the word of God. So that's the foundation. But now let's go into, in this house we create culture. Now, this is week one, every house has a culture. Every city has a culture. Christchurch is different to Auckland. We lived in both cities. Tauranga is very different to Wellington. We lived in those cities as well. We're like gypsy Christians. Some make us sound like gypsies. You know, every city is very different. Some people, like James, who live in Auckland but support crusaders, have no idea what culture that is. <laughs> But every, I think it's a confused state of culture. Sweet as, bro. Uh, but every city has a culture, but not every city, every country has a culture. Now, every, actually a house has a culture. You might come from the same city, same suburb, but your house has a culture to different culture to your house. Right? Every house has a culture. Now, you know, there are three cultures that I was identifying. One is a mediocre culture. Culture where you build a culture in your house is getting by or not being intentional. Not overly interested in each other or self-centered. Mediocre culture. It's like, hey, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's fine. You know, as long as you're good and you're fine, that's fine. Very mediocre, non-committal. It's, it's always half-hearted, half-baked things. Very mediocre. Do you go to church? Yes. And do you do this? Yes. There's no full commitment from you. It's very mediocre. And uh, uh, some families, if you build your culture around mediocre, I think that's not good. The other one is toxic culture. Toxic culture. Some houses you go into, oh my gosh, come Lord Jesus. Come Father God for second, second coming you want. Because why? It's toxic. There's gossip. Pulling others down. Bad attitudes. Now I have family members like that who have a toxic culture in their families. I do. We all have family members. None of us are that perfect. Hello everybody. Yes? Now toxic culture, there's always pulling people down. Oh, what, are you, what do you think about Tom? Oh, yeah, he's a bit average. Oh, yeah, no, he's the other. He's, how many doozers out of your belly shall flow toxic spirit? You're never happy. Everybody's celebrating you sitting there like a sour. 
lemon. Thank you. Help me preach this morning. This is good. You know, and toxic culture, gossiping, you're never happy, you're never with joy, you're always pulling people down because you don't like other people, you know, progressing in life, you don't want other people to do well. It's like always comparing yourself. I had somebody who uh, taught at Faith Bible College, all of a sudden, sudden, after seven or eight years later, he appeared in my, in front of my office door in Christchurch. And I was like, I was looking, I was doing my work on, uh, on what do you call it, my laptop playing the game War of Tanks. Now, I'm glad you're listening. And then I look up and I see this man there. He's my age. And I said, hey, I'm not going to mention his name. Come in. So he comes into my office. He sits down. I wish you all, can you all see me if I sit? So he sits down like this. Can you, yeah. And I said, hey, how are you? He said, good. I said, now here we go. Okay, and I said, oh, by the way, you know, what you've been doing, da-di-da, we've just, you know, we have now, we've got three kids. Oh, everybody's moving on. That's toxic. That's toxic. Some houses have some bad attitudes, bad toxic. Then there's a healthy culture in a house. Celebrate others and not just tolerate them. I celebrate my family. I don't tolerate my family. Hello? We, we, my father taught me that. We teach that to our children. We celebrate one another. Oh my goodness, you come into my house. It's a mess at the moment. The floods have ruined our house, our lounge and all that. We still, it's chaos. Yet we celebrate one another with the kids broke stuff. You keep cleaning and all that, but we celebrate one another. We embrace failure. I'm not saying we're perfect, but we are moving forward. One of the cultures I want to teach my children is that they are to always speak to their mother respectfully. The minute I hear attitude, ooh, comes the father. And I tell them very politely, you would not be here today if it was for us. So don't ever come into our marriage. They don't come in. Their kids are kids. They don't take priority. Number one is each other after God. And I teach the kids, mommy's praying, don't interrupt her. There's a culture we bring into the house. It has to be biblically, not worldly founded, biblical founded culture in the house. Daddy is praying, don't even interrupt him. They know it. When we worship, we worship Jesus. And today, I gotta say, I enjoyed Brock singing. I really loved him singing. And he, to be honest, he was singing in key most of the time. I was like, this is awesome, buddy. I haven't told him yet. And he was singing. I'm like, that's good. Oh, come too. I'm like, ooh, that's nice. You know? So what is culture? Culture is your beliefs and your attitudes, your behavior. Beliefs, attitudes, and behavior. So your behavior is undergirded by your beliefs and your attitude. Now, so culture is very important. So, you see, a vision is important, but it's culture that takes you to the vision. I'll explain that soon. What do I mean by that? So, a healthy culture is like fresh air. It's like a vehicle uh, that moves us towards the vision. Because you can have a beautiful vision 
But if your culture is toxic, you can never fulfill the vision. You with me? And I'll tell you a quick story. How many of you have been to Taj Mahal in India? You can put your half-hearted hand on You've been there, number one. It looks like Dad's giving me the finger. Yeah, you know. So Dad's been there, and uh, Kara's been there. Anyone else been to Taj Mahal? Now, I tell you, it's one of the seven wonders of the world. It is beautiful. My goodness, it's amazing. The sunrise, it looks different color. Sunset, it's got another different color. It was all built by marble, ruby in there. Oh, beautiful. But to get there, exhausting. It is tiring. It is horrible. There is traffic. There is chaos. It's, it's nutty. And so, and so for me, you know, the, the journey hasn't been pleasant. So and what I mean is when I got there, I enjoyed it. But the example I want to give that is sometimes you might have a beautiful picture and a vision, but if your culture is not proper, if your culture is not healthy, you can't achieve the vision. You can have it. Culture trumps vision. Culture has to trump vision. If you, you can have a beautiful, you walk in and you look at that and go to our vision is to raise and empower a generation that changes their world for Christ. But if a culture is pulling each other down, how are you going to go there? If a culture is always nitpicking and fruit inspector, you know, fly, what is that Rupert? Fruit fly, thank you very much. Uh, there before yesterday, he gave me a lesson on fruit fly. And there are multiple fruit flies. I don't know, who cares? Let's enjoy the food. No, 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 I'm just kidding. You know, and, uh, and, and so, so what I'm trying to say is you can have all the nice stuff, but culture is very important. Culture, you're going to be life giving. Amen. And when you're life giving culture, people go, I want to be part of this culture. Hello? Because it's your beliefs and your attitudes put your behavior. So if our behavior is about life-giving, if our belief, so if your behavior is of lifting people up, isn't that wonderful? So, so it's, so it's, it's like an air. Culture is like air. And I don't know, maybe you've been to some people's houses. They might have fancy homes, but you walk in there and you feel claustrophobic. So, oh, man, this is heavy culture here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. Get out of here. Mayday, mayday. My son is sick. Pack the bags and get out. You know? All the ungodly excuses. Then you repent later. So Acts 2, 42, 47. We're going to look at this. We will use the scripture, by the way. So Acts 2, 42, 47. It's about these new believers. They're coming together. They're hanging out. They're having fun. And um, if you look at it, and all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And to the fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to pray. A deep sense of awe came all over them, all, over all, them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possession and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. 
all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Amazing scripture. We could probably go on for a good two months on this. But here is a New Testament scripture where the disciples were forming a culture. It's a beautiful culture. And we're going to unpack this the next three weeks today and the next two weeks after today. And actually look at what are some of the culture here. Now, I've been talking to the leadership. If you're part of the leadership of the church, you understand those six cultures that I've been talking about. So I thought I will embarrass you to test you today to see if you can help me, Tom James. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the number one is, it's a, it's a, part of this culture is look up. And uh, I think you've got to do that. Thank you. I can't let you sleep this morning, my friend. Look up. Number one is look up. They're devoted to God's Word. I love it when you have a culture where you, when people come in here, they go, man, these guys actually love the Word of God. It is all about Jesus Christ. It's all about love of God. It's not about my opinion or your opinion. It's about the Word of God. Digging into the Word of God. They're devoted to God's Word. Now, what does that mean? I'll put a bit of a few words there. It's being loyal and it's being faithful. It's being true. It's given over to study or discussion of apostles' teaching. It's devoted now. As a husband, I'm devoted to my wife. You know, there's a devotion. There is, there is that whole love and the faithfulness. And you're thinking about her. Oh, I am not you. You know, thinking about her, and I am devoted to her. And now the same thing with Christ. Number one culture of our church is look up. Not hook up, but look up. Don't hook up, people. It's a joke, you can laugh. Thank you very much. Let's be people who are joyful. Amen. So, please, number one is hook up. Yes, okay, then hook up. Yeah. Yeah? Stone him. Yeah. It's look up. Can I encourage you? Don't look left to and right. Number one you got to do is to look up to God, Jesus Christ. Look into his word. Read his word. Fall in love with the word. The day you fell in love with him, back in, whenever it was, you are more so in love with him now and today. You more want to read the word and you enjoy hearing his voice and celebrating Jesus Christ and what he's done, not on that day, but even today. Hello, Christians who are mature. Don't become crusty Christians. Hello? Sorry? Okay, crusty Christians, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, don't be God first, allow everything to flow from a relationship with Him. Yeah. Amen. We spend time with Him and it shows. When I spend time with God, it shows. You might not see me every day, but you ask my wife. At home, it shows. And the minute I don't spend time with God, it shows. The Peter really comes out. The amazing, joyful Peter. Tom is going, nah. No, because you see, it shows when you spend time with Jesus. 
It has to come from Christ. Jesus has to be number one. Look up to Jesus. If when you start your day, look up to Jesus. Read the word of God and say, God, I thank you. Make me a better person than before. John 3.30. John discovered this. What did John say? That I may... Thank you, Chris. I may decrease so Christ may increase. Say with me. I may decrease so Christ may increase. The more you spend time with Jesus, the Natalie in you will die, the Christ in you will arise. The Peter in me will die and Christ in me will arise. Amen to that. Hallelujah. Imagine if we all come with that premise where we all are going, wow God, you may increase, I may decrease. I think Jesus will fall off his throne. Oh my God, these guys are really serious. Let me go back to earth. But you see, that's the whole thing. Look up. And this church, I'm telling you this, I don't care about your opinions. I do say this with a, not arrogance, but with honesty. I don't care about your opinion. I care about the Christ in you. Hello? If we are all, hey, forgiving is a piece of cake. It's not like, oh, I have to forgive. Oh, oh God, I want to forgive James. Forgive James, forgive James, forgive James, forgive James. No, I can't forgive James. Oh, no, 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 I can't forgive. You know, this is, we play this silly game. But if Christ may increase, I may decrease, it's easy to forgive my brother and go, sweet as bro. I forgive you for supporting crusaders and I actually want to pray for my enemy. No, frenemy. Anyway, I could stop there and talk on it all day. Look to Christ, please. I urge you. I'll put jokes aside. I want to urge you, young people, look to Jesus Christ. Older people, Look to Jesus Christ. Develop an intimate relationship with Jesus. If you think you're busy to not to have time with Jesus, change your lifestyle. You have to spend time with Jesus. It's a command from Christ. Flourish is the theme this year. You can't flourish if your roots are stuck Somewhere in unforgiveness. You can't flourish if your roots are stuck in laziness. Hello? Bonjour? Amen. Number two. Shall we move on? Who wants to help me? What's number two? Thank you. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, it came up. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought someone from here who had been part of the leadership knew it. Thank you. Show up. Okay, we'll test some of them. Okay, guys at the back, see who gets it before you put the slide up. Verse 44, it says, all the believers met together in one place. <laughs> Hallelujah. They met together in one place. Show up. Show up. Show some commitment. Show some consistency. So show some dedication. Don't come to church once every fortnight. And have full of opinions. Hello? Show up! 
When your family, I tell you what, my kids, when dinner is ready, they better show up. I, mommy, one more minute, no one more minute, no two more minutes. When dinner is there, you come and you better be grateful. I don't care what you're eating, you better be grateful. Thank you, Chris. You better be grateful and have a good attitude. Is this what it is? Either you eat or you starve. And I have starved my kids. Because your attitude is very important in the house. And if my kids misbehave in the house, I'm not going to put up with that nonsense. I'm not going to say, oh, God loves you. I mean, God does love them. You know, <laughs> He does. He does love them. But I'm not going to put up with that attitude. I am there to lead them. I am there to nurture them. I am there to in, in, input and influence them about Jesus Christ. So I'm saying in this house, if anybody lives in sin, we will come and talk with you. Not to harm you, but to journey with you. To reconcile and restore you. Amen. If you have bad attitudes, we're not going to put up with that. Doesn't mean we're going to come with a hammer and hurt you. But I'm saying, come on, we are children of God. Amen. We love you too much to leave you the way you are. 5th of September arrived. I was thinking of you. Anyway, inside joke, sorry. Um, yes, sorry. Anyway, so my, you know, church every Sunday is a priority. It's a commitment. Now, I don't go to church just for me. I go to church to bless other people. I show up. I, you know what? Don't just show up about 10 past 10. Hello? You come once a week for one and a half hour. Don't rock up late. Don't rock up late. Pin drop silence. Oh, it is true. Don't rock up. Can you come early? Can you celebrate one another? Can you come and actually go, hey, I'm here. How are you, Ruth? Rupert, how are you going? Either I'm praying for you or do something. Just love them. Come early. And when we start, you know, just come. Bring, come with joy. Come on time. And it's good manners. And can I also say, when you come in here, don't fall asleep. Don't play on your phone. Hello? Don't check the score, sweet ass. Stop checking the score. Okay, so show up. They all met together, committed. I am committed to you and you're committed to me because of Christ Jesus. We are more common than we realize. I'm going to talk that later on. But can I just say, you show up. Show up with joy. Show up prepared. Don't show up with sleep in your eyes. If I invite you to my house and you come in all dressed up nice looking and I come in my jandals and my shorts and a t-shirt and go, here, hey, hi, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I did invite you, right? Come over. Come over. Sit down. Do you want something? Like drink? You see what I'm saying? No, I'm prepared to welcome you. Hello? Anyway. So don't come late to church, please. Hello, you Christians. Who are pin drop silence? Boo hoo! 
You with me? Thank you. Number three, speak up. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. It is a, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Who is ashamed of the gospel? Good. Don't be ashamed. Even Don't be ashamed of talking about Jesus Christ. We are so good at talking about sports. We're so good at talking about the weather. We're so good at talking about everything under the sun, but not actually talk about the sun that is above the sun. That was deep for you and all. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, talk, don't be ashamed about Jesus Christ. In my house, we are not ashamed about Jesus Christ. My kids come from school and they're confused. Oh, there was, he was her father and that was the mother. There is a new mother and there is a new father. Two fathers, two mothers, same daughter. What happened here? And this happened recently. They're confused. But we said, we don't do that. We get asked, mommy, daddy, are you going to get divorced? They don't even know what it means. And I said, no, we don't get divorced. We talk about Jesus and we're not ashamed to talk about Jesus. We teach our children to talk about Jesus and not to be ashamed of talking about Jesus. Don't be ashamed about talking about God. In our love, Jesus made the sinners comfortable around him. He didn't tolerate the sin, but he never condemned them, but he, he, but they were drawn to him. He dined with them. It was the Pharisees who were uncomfortable around him because he challenged their motives and their hard attitudes. Talk about God to your family, please. Talk about God to your family. Jesus, be the center of our lives. Talk about Jesus to your family. Talk about Jesus to your church. Talk about Jesus to your friends outside church. By the way, can I just say about my hairdresser? We had an awesome time with her. I mean, her and, her and I, we had a great time talking about Jesus Christ. And uh, she listened to my message. Apparently, she did it the same day last time. I've been you know, journeying with her about Jesus Christ. And I said, oh, what did you think about it? And she goes, oh, yeah, do you get scared in talking in front of people? I said, yes. But I said, that's not the point. What did you talk? I said, what did you get out of it? She wouldn't really bring out. Then we talked about hope. And then we talked about hope in Jesus. And I said, hope has a name and it's called Jesus. What am I doing? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm not afraid to talk about Jesus Christ. I'm not an evangelist, but I'm a witness. I'm not afraid to talk about Jesus Christ. Number four, team up. So what was number one? Quickly. Look up. Number two, show up. Number three. Good. Number four, team up. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in their homes and had supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity. I love that they worshipped together. Team up. Come together with one spirit, with one heart. Amen. Don't come with an attitude because you will lose it. You'll miss out. Come with hunger. Come with a desire to input. Come with a desire to receive. Amen. Pastor Kara was teaching on that. Encourage and empower. Come with a desire to, to team up. If we team up, I tell you what, God commands a blessing. Don't visit unity. 
<laughs> hey, Unity, hello, I'm visiting you today. Hi, Unity, how are you doing? I'm visiting you after a long time. No, he didn't say visit Unity, he said dwell in Unity. Howdy, partner. Dwell in unity. Don't just go visit. When you team up, when we share everything, man, it's amazing. When people come in, they don't want to go, oh my gosh, I don't want to be part of this church because they're horrible people pulling each other down. But if they come and go, wow, they love each other. We're changing culture. I don't care what happened in the past, but I'm telling you, you are in this house and you're grumbling and you're gossiping. You will hear from one of the elders. You will. Discipline. It's okay. Don't be so quiet. Amen. No amens now all of a sudden. Thank you very much. Okay. So, you know, do, don't do life alone. That's another, don't do life alone. Team up. Don't do life alone. You will, you will, you will miss out on great opportunity. Don't do it alone. Do it together. There is safety. I will repeat it again. Rewind. There is safety in Accountability. There is safety in. There is safety in. Thank you very much. I don't care how much knowledge you have and how much knowledge you have about Jesus Christ. If you can't be accountable, you're out of the safety of Christ Jesus. There's a safety in family. Team up. Don't be a visitor to your own home. Thank you. High five me for your encouragement. (laughs) Very good. Thank you. Don't be a visitor in your own home. Amen. Team up. Do the dishes. Welcome people. Do something. Join church life. Do ministry. Serve. Don't just eat. Exercise. Do you know even eating healthy food you can put on weight if you don't exercise? I'm sucking my stomach in now. (laughs) So you got to eat healthy, but also exercise. That means don't just go and eat, 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 eat. Work, 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 work. But your strength in between in your work comes from you eating healthy food in Jesus Christ. Serve one another. Amen. Moving on. Number five, lift others up. Lift others up. Acts 2, 46, 47. They followed daily followed a daily discipline to worship, okay? And then celebrate exuberant, celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw. Lift others up. Can I ask you to encourage people? You're a child of God. Put a smile on your face. Show your 32 teeth or minus two. Or minus five. I don't know. You know? But could you encourage people? Be joyful. I'm showing my teeth. Be joyful. Man, you have Jesus. Don't worry about what you don't have around. You have Jesus. Be joyful. I see Shohan. Hi, Shohan. No, no. Hey, hi, 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 Shohan. Oh, you here? Yeah. Uh, hello. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking to me and I'm already walking away. You know? Don't be like that. Be joyful. It's lovely to see you. I'm actually genuinely happy to see you. Yeah. Don't put a plastic smile. Hello. We're trying to change. Gotta lift people up. Can we lift people up? Don't people, don't pull people down. Lift people up. 
Encourage people. Bring life. May. September is here. You know? And lift people up. You know, specific prayer. Not, not just fluffiness, but scriptural encouragement to help other people. Build them up and build their faith in one another. Take, talk to others in the church. Not wait to be talked to. Don't go, they don't talk to me. Well, why don't you go talk to them? Hello? They don't talk to me. Oh, well, who cares? You go talk to them. Hey, bro. You got the t-shirt. You're bringing it out of me. Oh, this church, no one talks to me. I'll go find a church that will talk to me. And I'll tell you what, wherever you go, there you are. You go here, leave here with attitude, you go there with an attitude. And how many people have left here with an attitude and gone somewhere else with an attitude? Now they don't go anywhere because of an attitude. Because I have an attitude. I'm not talking to anybody because nobody talks to me. Because it's all about me. They don't give me the opportunity to play the guitar. It's all about me. They don't talk to me. It's me, me, me. John 3.30, that I may increase. Amen. So I may decrease, so he may increase. It's not about you. It's Christ in you. Hello. Namaste. You know, Kara and I, we went to a house. And, uh, you know, it's lifting people up. We went to a beautiful house in, for a holiday. Great house. Beautiful views. Amazing. We're going to bring that a little bit more on hospitality when we do that. But, man, the views were great. It was amazing. Snowing. Fantastic. But inside the house, it was toxic. Because you might have a beautiful, nice house. But if your spirit is toxic... You want to get out from the ASAP. Because there was no lifting each other up. Don't touch that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. There are so many don'ts. We don't even know who we are anymore. And why are we here? Take interest in other people, please. Don't always talk about yourself. Ha <laughs> What did you do? Oh, my children, they did this. My wife did that. My husband did that. Crusaders did that. Sweet ass, bro. What are you laughing about? Don't talk about yourself. Show interest in other people. How was your holiday in Shohan? Great. Neat. Excellent. Miss the curries. Invite me soon to your house. Amen, brother. Oh, it's about me now. Last one, never give up. Can we repeat quickly? Number one. Thank you. May is listening. I wish I had chocolates. Fake chocolate. Catch it by faith. Eat it by faith. <laughs> you, you who have no faith. Yes, very good. Okay, number one. Thank you. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five, number six, never 
ever give up. Never ever give up. Never. I will never give up on my wife or my children. I will never give up on people. I have no right to write to you off. Hello, come on somebody. Don't write people off. Don't ever write people off. Don't ever say, ah, he's good for nothing. Ah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, no, no, no. Don't write people off. The only person that will write people off is Christ. When they go to Jesus, their time's up here. Don't write people off. Come on, someone. Galatians says this. It says Galatians 6. So let not, so let's not allow ourselves to what? Hello? What does it say? Get me some tea. What does it say? Fatigued doing good. At the right time we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Don't quit on your friends. Come on. Don't quit on your spouse. Don't quit on your family. Here's another one. Don't quit on your church family. If you have an issue, go deal with it. Dan, I have an issue with you. Issue. Have you watched Winnie the Pooh? Oh, you should. Issue. Anyway, I have an issue, but I'm going to deal that with you in love, as the Bible says, but I'm not going to quit on you. He's like, back away, Peter. Back away, Paul. Anyway. Don't quit. I want to encourage you. I've been saying this at the leadership. Only cowards quit. You and I are not a coward. It's easy to quit. Hard to stick together. Relationships, marriages, all the Easy to quit. How long does it take to quit? few seconds. You're done, buddy. See you later. Bye-bye. Sayonara. Don't let... I have to learn new translations, by the way. This is not a translation I've learned. It's a message version, I think, but I like it. It says, don't get fatigued. If you're fatigued, oh, come to the altar. Thank you. I lost my lyrics there. You know? So come to Jesus. Amen. For in Him there is fullness of what? Amen. And He gives us La, if life in abundance. So come to Jesus if you're fatigued. Okay, get fatigued, get fatigued. Anyway, doing good. At the right time you will harvest. Don't give up or quit. Please church, don't ever be a contributor, not just a consumer. Amen. Worship team, let's come up please. Be a contributor, not a consumer. Don't always consume people with selfish people. Consume. But people who think about other people, they want to give, they want to bless, they want to contribute, they want to offer. Hey, I don't have much, but this is the time I can offer. What can I do? You know, can I help someone? Sweet ass, help them. Oh, Tom is taking notes. I thought I'd just take on him. 
He's been on his phone the whole time. And I was wondering what he was doing. He is taking notes. That's good. <laughs> I just can't believe I did that. Anyway, last scripture. Luke 6.31 says, Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Don't do it out of a duty. Do it out of joy. Do it out of joy. This time I spend with Merv is more out of a joy than out of a duty. Yep, preach it, Melody. We're going to sing, Oh, Come to the Altar. Okay? And I want to say this to you. In this house, we do culture. We create a culture. A culture of, help me here, look up. A culture of show up. A culture of a culture of a culture of and a culture of never ever live. I give you honor. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I want to say we are a family. Amen. Amen. We are a family. God is doing something here. Before He brings growth, before He brings new life in here, He wants healthy people. Yeah. He wants healthy people. So as we sing this chorus, all come to the altar. Can you ask Jesus to change your heart? If you're tired, weary, exhausted, fatigued, whatever, ask Jesus to come and change you. Amen. Can we stand and sing that chorus this morning?